Welcome to CoinStack, our podcast and newsletter on Bitcoin, Ethereum, Polkadot, DeFi, blockchain, Web 3.0, and the future of money. Let's get started. CoinStack is sponsored by HeartRhythm, the crypto quant fund focused on global and social transformation. For three years now, their crypto trading strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming, and hedged liquidity pools. HeartRhythm is now hiring to scale up their team, which is currently based in San Francisco, Boulder, and Chicago, but it's a remote first team, so you can live anywhere. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a COO and CFO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about their crypto quant fund and social impact focus, visit heartrhythm.com. That's rhythm like algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. Thank you to Heartrhythm for sponsoring this episode of CoinStack. What's going on, everyone? This is Mike, your favorite DeFi DGen, the analyst here over at CoinStack. It is Thursday, December 2nd. And as always, we are going to summarize all the crazy things that are happening in our cryptocurrency market. So here we go for the top 10 stories. First one up, we have Ethereum founder Vitalik Buterin proposes a fix for high gas fees. Story ran by Crypto Slay, crypto billionaire Vitalik Buterin has suggested a new short-term solution to curb soaring gas prices on the Ethereum network. The solution involves a new network upgrade that reduces the transaction call data cost, as well as limits the total transaction call data in a single block. Surging gas fee prices on Ethereum have constantly plagued the network where investors have been paying a very high transactional gas fee to execute a crypto transaction on the network. The explosive surge in gas prices have prompted many users to mitigate to other migrate to other cost-effective blockchain networks and has compelled many investors to ditch the network indefinitely. A quick fix that limits high gas fee prices. In a bid to control the increased gas fee prices on the network, Buren has suggested a short-term network upgrade EIP-448 that intends to restrict the soaring gas fee prices. As per the information posted on the Ethereum Magicians Forum, Buren has laid out a plan that includes a quick fix solution that ensures that the explosive gas price can be curved for the time being by reducing the transaction call data cost and restricting total transaction call data in a single block. Simply decreasing the call data cost from 16 to 3 would increase the maximum block size to 10 M bytes. This would push the Ethereum P2P networking layer to unprecedented levels of strain and risk breaking the network. Some previous live tests of 50 kilobytes blocks a few years ago had already taken down a few bootstrap nodes, Buterin added. Moreover, the new EIP-448 network upgrade will also help reduce the growing stress on the network by adding more security and protecting the network from reaching its alleged breaking point. The proposal, once approved, will allow miners to pause the transaction while they are being added to the block as soon as the call data strikes its limit. Next one up, we have Starkware launches new product offering 100x Ethereum gas cuts. StarkNet Alpha, a highly anticipated layer 2 scaling solution for Ethereum, has launched its alpha version on mainnet. StarkNet Alpha launches a competition to scale Ethereum is heating up. Starkware, a company aiming to scale Ethereum using zero-knowledge rollups, announced the launch of StarkNet Alpha Monday, allowing developers to start building and launching applications directly on the layer 2. 
StarCore's current scaling solution, StarkX, is application-specific, forcing users to transfer funds to each application we wish to use. With StarkNet, developers can now deploy smart contracts that are with interoperable both with other StarkNet contracts and Ethereum mainnet. This means users can interact with various applications built on StarkNet through a single wallet after sending over funds from Ethereum. Starkware is aiming to offer users significant gas savings while leveraging the security and decentralization of Ethereum. The firm has previously stated that StarkNet can reduce fees by a factor of 100 to 200 when deployed in off-chain Validium mode and offers significant savings through its regular ZK rollups. Number three, we have field-backed institutional exchange Bullish goes live. Bullish, an institutional exchange backed by some of the biggest names in traditional finance, as well as Block.1 of EOS fame, launched today in Gibraltar. The exchange was first announced back in May and caught the attention of many. Given the names attached to it like Peter Thiel, Galaxy Digital, Global Investment Bank Numera, and fund manager Alan Howard, as well as a significant capital commitment from Block.1 in the form of 164,000 Bitcoin, 20 million EOS tokens, and 100 million in cash. Gibraltar, known not a well-known destination for the digital asset industry, was chosen because Gibraltar Financial Services Commission's principle-based approach sets the outcome that it intends to achieve, leaving the how to achieve compliance up to regulated firms, said Anthony Smith, the exchange's head of compliance. Next up, we have Grayscale launches Solana Trust product. Crypto asset management firm Grayscale has launched a Solana Trust product for accredited investors via private placement. The product will offer exposure to Sol, the native token used on the Solana blockchain. Launch comes two months after Grayscale rival Osprey Fund launched a Solana Trust product. Ethereum rival Solana is getting popular among decentralized finance projects. Currently in the DeFi space, we have, as you guys know, all the Ethereum gas costs coming up. The price of its native token Sol has skyrocketed in recent months from $50 to over $200. Currently, as the blockchain has gained attraction, Sol's demand has shot up from the retail institutional investors. Grayscale Solana Trust is the firm's 16th product in the suite of investment offerings. Its other single asset products offer exposure to Bitcoin, Ether, Chainlink, Decentraland, Filecoin, and other coins. Grayscale also offers thematic funds like Digital Large Cap Fund and DeFi Fund. Next up, we have India's first crypto unicorn seeking IPO pending government approval. For CoinDCX co-founder Niraj Kiwandal, the public listing will play a similar role as Coinbase's Global Inc. U.S. listing earlier this year in legitimizing the country's digital asset industry. As soon as the government or the situation allows us, we will try for an IPO, Kondwalwal said in an interview with Bloomberg. An IPO gives a legitimacy to the industry, just like the Coinbase IPO gave a lot of confidence in the crypto markets. Similarly, we want to install a similar level of confidence with an IPO of CoinDCX. Earlier this year, CoinDCX raised 6.7 billion rupees or $90 million from investors led by Facebook. Uh, Co-founder Eduardo Saverin's B Capital Group. This led to its valuation over $1.1 billion, which made it the first crypto unicorn in India. Gondol said its IPO push would ultimately depend on incoming government regulations. Top news story number six, CZ hints that France is in the running as the new Binance Global Headquarters. Binance boss CZ said France stands out as a natural choice to locate a regional or even global headquarters. Speaking to the French financial media group Les Echos, CZ talked about the challenge of setting up physical locations, a move prompted by the global regulator clampdown on Binance, which started during the summer. 
The backlash triggered a series of drastic changes to the platform, including the removal of Singapore dollar trading pairs and a reduction of futures leverage to a maximum of 20, to a name a few. In all instances, Binance said changes to how it operates were brought about by the need to meet regulatory compliance. Binance looking to address regulatory concerns. While some observers saw the clampdown as an attack on crypto by targeting the world's biggest exchange, others said changes to how Binance operates are long overdue. In particular, subreddit r Binance underscore lawsuit features the stories of, ag- of aggrieved Binance customers who describe their experience as fraudulent to the extent of gathering support for legal action. CZ has always maintained that Binance is committed to putting its customers first. Any problems experienced were down to the platform growing too quickly rather than any deliberate attempt to defraud. In any case, CZ said the firm is responding by shoring up its compliance team, including the appointment of key figures with the necessary compliance experience at the board level. Next one up, Senate Banking Committee Chair seeks answers on stablecoins from Tether, Center, Paxos, and more. In November 23rd letter seen by the block, Senator Sherrod Brown is called on stablecoin operators to open up about their processes. The letter to Circle's Jeremy Aller reads, Consumers' increased use of stablecoins and their importance in affecting transactions in digital assets underscores the need for greater understanding of the basic operation and limitations of the USDC. Brown sent similar letters to Coinbase, Gemini, Paxos, Trust Token, Binance.us, and Center. According to Brown's office, a similar letter to Tether's plan, but has not been sent yet. A copy of a letter intended for Tether began circulating on social media after being discovered online. Setting a response date of December, of December 3rd, Brown asked the issuers to explain in clear, straightforward terms their processes for minting and redemption, as well as special arrangements that those issuers have, have with specific trading platforms. The letter references the President's Working Group's report on stablecoins released in the beginning of November. The report pushed legislators to restrict stablecoin issuance to insure depository institutions, effectively banks. Ethereum payments are in the works for Twitter, story number eight. Twitter is reportedly working on implementing Ethereum payments to its platform following yesterday's surprise resignation of CEO Jack Dorsey. A video of the social media platform appears to show the addition of an option to send a tip to an Ethereum address. The introduction of Ethereum payments follows the app's implementation of Bitcoin's tips earlier in the year, which is being beta tested by a select number of users at the moment. Next up, Citigroup appoints new head of digital assets for institutional clients as it eyes up to 100 new hires. American banking giant Citigroup has promoted Puneet Singhlavi from head of blockchain and digital assets in the global markets division to lead its institutional client group, ICG, in the space. Starting his role on December 1st, Singh V will report to Emily Turner, the head of business development for ICG, and will outline distinct strategy on where and how ICG should pursue digital asset opportunities according to a memo shared with the block. Shobit Mayan and Visant Viswanthan will take up Singh V's previous role as co-head of the blockchain sector in the global markets division. The multinational will also hire up to 100 roles to build out its ICG digital asset division. This news comes as institutional players start to warm up to crypto and a sign of things to come later. Last year, JP Morgan created its own blockchain unit, whilst Fargo and Goldman Sachs are also reportedly looking to ramp up the number of their crypto employees. And last but not least, we got MicroStrategy buying more Bitcoin for over $414 million in cash. Software company MicroStrategy announced Monday that it had bought an additional 7,002 Bitcoins for around $414 million in cash. The company bought these Bitcoins at an average price purchase price of 59187 per coin. It purchased these Bitcoins as part of its fourth 
quarter purchase during the period between October 1st and November 29th. MicroStrategy now holds a total of 121,044 Bitcoins worth nearly $7 billion at current prices. The company is currently sitting on a huge payroll profit of over $3 billion as it bought these coins at an aggregate purchase price of $3.57 billion. Its average purchase price is about 99000 per Bitcoin, and Bitcoin is currently trading at around $57,280. While MicroStrategy's Bitcoin bet is paying off so far, what happens if Bitcoin crashes at some point in the future? Some of some observers, observers recently told the block that if the price of Bitcoin were to plunge far enough, MicroStrategy could struggle to pay its over $2 billion debt that it's taken on to purchase its Bitcoin. Celo, the mobile-first blockchain that makes financial tools accessible to anyone with a mobile phone number, is a proud sponsor of CoinStack. Connect, transact, and store your crypto assets on the Celo blockchain using only an SMS interface. Celo is fully compatible with Ethereum, so you can run smart contracts built in Solidity. It uses proof-of-stake consensus, has high throughput, and five-second transaction finality. Celo is now the fourth fastest-growing blockchain in all of DeFi. Learn more about Celo's family of stablecoins by visiting Celo.org. Weekly crypto fundraises and deals. First one up, we got Celsius expands its Series B from 400 million to oversubscribed 750 million. Crypto lending platform Celsius Network has upped its 400 million Series B round from October to 750 million after oversubscribing the raise. The company CEO Alex Mashinsky told Blockworks on Wednesday, Celsius previously closed its capital raise of 400 million led by Westcap and CDPQ bring its valuation to $3.25 billion in October. We paid over $1 billion to our community in yield, and I think the investors' excitement in almost doubling the roadshow that our mission of doing good than doing well is working, and they want to be part of it. Mishinsky said, we're happy to include more investors that will make Celsius stronger. The company's new proceeds will go towards expanding its product offerings, growing into the new markets, and further bridging centralized finance, and DeFi via its recently announced Project Celsius X, the company said in a statement. Additionally, Celsius will use the funds to further improve the utility of its platform for its supportive community of users and its commitment to sustainable Bitcoin mining, the company said. SoftBank-backed Brazilian Bitcoin exchange raises $50 million in an extension round. 2TM, the owner of Mercado Bitcoin, the biggest Latin American Bitcoin exchange, has raised an extra $50 million in extension, an extension round that initially captured $200 million from SoftBank Group, reported by Bloomberg. The company received investments from private equity firm 10T Holdings and Tribe Capital, a venture capital fund based out of San Francisco with investments in FTX and Kraken. Brazilian venture capital firm PIPO Capital, guess though the investments, is also participating around per the report. After a torturous path trying to explain a technology as disruptive as blockchain, we are now able to convince Brazilian investors about its possibilities and also venture capitalists about the potential of Latin American markets. 2TM co-founder Gustavo Chapman told Bloomberg. HXRO raises $34 million on promise of derivatives trading infrastructure for Solana. Solana-based institutional derivatives hub HXRO network raised $34 million from some of the finances behind the scene kingmakers. The Squana International Group, a major, if hush-hush, traditional equities trading shop, co-led the round through its investment ventures wing SIGDT, alongside Jump Crypto, Robinhood's go-to firm for processing crypto trades, and Blockchain Capitals, a crypto, a crypto ventures firm. Also featuring Almeida Research, Coinbase Ventures, 
Solana, the Chicago Trading Company, and others. The round highlights how deep-pocket investors are betting and building on the Solana ecosystem as a home for financial markets, not just crypto trades. HXRO Networks Derivatives Toolbox will feature protocols for future perpetual swaps, options, and Paramutual's co-founder, Den Gunsberg, told Coindesk. Projects can plug into those protocols and spin up a limitless number of derivatives trading outposts. The playbook has some precedence in the Solana verse. Serum became a systemically important hub for Solana-based spot liquidity by making the central limit order book widely available, and PIF, a data oracle service, is critical to myriad projects' information feeds. Number four, we have Ironfish raises $27 million to build a cryptocurrency behind the reach of civilian states. Elena Naldonsky grew up in Volga, Russia, playing on the shelves of abandoned tanks and decommissioned battleships following the class of the Soviet Union. When she returned there on a recent trip from her new Silicon Valley home, she says that she was struck by how Russia's growth a growing authoritarian surveillance continues to impact the very nature of innovation. To help combat this chilling effect, the 29-year-old founder of a anonymous cryptocurrency startup, Ironfish, raised $27.6 million in the Series A led by Andreessen Horowitz to help ensure the next generations of Russians and citizens of a growing number of authoritarian states around the world can continue to have a private life and even if all the world's transactions move to a shared distributed ledger. What's at stake with her work and battle of a rising tide of our privacy and innovators building with blockchain goes far beyond just what happens in the once in a niche world of cryptocurrencies. In fact, it can have ripple effects reaching into the very nature of money and whether or not online payments of all sorts, crypto or fiat, retain any sense of offline privacy when paying for goods with cash. And last but not least, we have Solana RPC provider RunNode closes $8.1 million seed round aiming to fix major Solana bottlenecks. The primary market for crypto-related fundraising rounds are as hot as ever with the rise of Layer 1 Ethereum competitors, leading to a massive influx of new infrastructure concerns that projects are trying to solve. Solana, out of all the Layer 1 projects, has perhaps seen the most meteoric growth throughout 2021, offering users cheap and fast transactions as well as a host of lucrative liquidity opportunities and on-chain products for users to tap into. Solana has had its fair share of growing pains, however, and have some have yet to be solved. One such problem is related to the network's uneconomical RPC nodes. The high cost and low return of running bees has led to a shortage, forcing projects to pay massive premiums to tap into Solana's RPC nodes. Run node is an infrastructure layer that connects Web 2 to Web 3. The biggest differentiator being between Run node and its competitors is focused on ease of use, security, and cost optimization. Key stats of the week, as well as your top crypto reports. First one up, we have total Ethereum DeFi users reaches 4 million this week. Next one up, Bitcoin total open interest comes off highs down to 10 billion following the expiry of the 26th of November contracts. Then we have exchanges showing continued outflows from Bitcoin and ETH, indicating a macro bull market is still in effect. Next one up, on-chain metrics showing retail investors are buying the dip as we continue to see the price of Bitcoin fluctuate due to its volatility. Then we have over 6,260 6, DPI worth roughly $2.2 million USD currently set on the Polygon network since the wrapped ETH to DPI contract was first introduced. Next up, we have DeFi dApps generated over $4 billion of annualized revenue in October of this year. And last but not least, we have ETH to, Bit to Bitcoin pair is testing the upper trend line for the third time in this past year, showing pretty, I mean, honestly, if you subscribe to the newsletter, you'll see the chart that I'm talking about. This thing's probably going to break out 
and we're going to continue that good old bull market. And last but not least, we have highlights from the top crypto reports, how DeFi transforms financial services, Bitwise, an institutional asset manager in the DeFi space. Uh, in their latest report, managing partners Ryan Rasmussen and David Lana dive deep into how DeFi transforms financial services. Traditional finance individuals who want to take out a loan from a bank first have to become a customer of the bank through a customized and often tedious application process. This simply requires disclosing personal information like their social security number and home address in lengthy forms specific to the lending institution. To receive a loan, the individual must typically drive to or call a bank during the, their business hours, meet with a loan officer, apply for and negotiate the loan terms, and if approved, sign a variety of legal documents and contracts that are fully full of complex legal jargon. This process takes days and requires significant overhead. I'll be quoting Mark Cuban on this one, or I can take two minutes on Ave. So there you go, DeFi, it's coming. Number two, we have the metaverse virtual world has exponential potential. Grayscale is behind a family of products that provide investors with access to digital currency asset class. In the latest report, the team looks at the Web 3.0 landscape. Compared to the other Web 3.0, Web 2.0 segments, Metaverse virtual world users are still in their early innings. But if current growth rates remain on their current trajectory, this emerging segment has the potential to become mainstream in the coming years. Web 3.0 Metaverse virtual worlds create real-world value for developers, third-party creators, and users building these emerging markets, internet-native crypto cloud economies. All-time value spent on Web 3.0 Metaverse item sales such as virtual land, goods, and services has topped $200 million up until this point. And last but not least, net inflows were positive in November for the third month in a row. Crypto compares a global cryptocurrency market data provider, and in their latest digital asset management review, the team shares insight from November's market activity. Weekly flows into Bitcoin-based products in November averaged 94.4 million, while all others totaled 67.8 million. Of those Ethereum-based products averaged 24.4 million, followed by Cardano-based products for 10.7 million and Tron-based products 10.5 million. Guys, it has been a crazy week as it is every week. Until next week. Stay tuned for another episode of CoinStack. Peace. Bye. CoinStack is sponsored by HeartRhythm, the crypto quant fund focused on global and social transformation. For three years now, their crypto trading strategies have generated exceptional returns without a single down month by using a combination of algorithmic trading, margin lending, DeFi yield farming, and hedged liquidity pools. HeartRhythm is now hiring to scale up their team, which is currently based in San Francisco, Boulder, and Chicago, but it's a remote first team, so you can live anywhere. They're hiring smart contract developers, quant engineers, data scientists, and a COO and CFO with hedge fund experience. If you're interested in joining their exceptional team or learning more about their crypto quant fund and social impact focus, visit heartrhythm.com. That's rhythm like algorithm, R-I-T-H-M. Thank you to Heart Rhythm for sponsoring this episode of CoinStack.